Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Last week, just to do a little quick review before I move further into my message today, we, uh, we highlighted out of the Gospel of Matthew uh, where Jesus uh, was reminding his followers, that's us, our, his followers, he's reminding us that despite the challenges that you face in life, uh, and they were facing many challenges in that time, just like we are today, Jesus was saying, you have to remain faithful in your walk with me. That don't let anything pull you away from me, but remain faithful in your walk with me no matter what, because one day I'm coming back. Aren't you looking forward to that day when Jesus returns? Amen. And we learned last week that Jesus assured us from the scriptures, and I could go through all the books of the Bible just about, especially in the New Testament, and show you where he would tell us that he's coming back again. He's coming back again, and he told us that we need to be ready when he comes. Don't, don't be asleep. Don't, don't, don't be asleep, church, but wake up and look up and watch out because one day, suddenly, unexpected, Jesus is going to come back. And he said for you to be ready. And that word ready means that, that you be ready spiritually. That you have made a decision to repent of your sins and place your faith in Jesus Christ and the work of the cross through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Because we gather today to worship the Lord who is alive. Praise the Lord. He is alive today. And we give him praise and we're to be ready, and you're ready when you make a decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And I pray, I hope, because I share with you a scripture that mentioned that when Jesus comes back, there's going to be a group of people who are going to be mourning. They're going to be crying. They're going to be crying because it's going to be too late for them to get saved, and they're going to miss Jesus. And they're going to be left behind, and they're going to experience some things that we can't even imagine in our own mind right now. So be ready, friend. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. By giving your life to Jesus Christ, by letting God into your life. And that word ready also means that we're to be on fire for God. Let me tell you, when Jesus comes back, he's not going to come back looking for a lukewarm, cold church. He's looking for somebody whose hearts are burning and set on fire for God. And we need to be a church in the last days that are seeking the face of God, on fire for God. So we can be used mightily by God. So Lord, help us to be ready. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready spiritually. I hope you're ready and I hope you're on fire for God. And today, I really feel like the Lord wanted me to highlight to you a powerful story as we were reading and immersed this week. If you were reading, you read about, you read in Hebrews, you read the book of James, and then you read the gospel of John. And I feel like there's a powerful story in the Gospel of John that the Lord would want me to uh, bring to our attention today. And it's the very first miracle that Jesus ever performed. It was the miracle at a wedding. 
where he turned water into wine. And before I ever even get into my message today, I want to go ahead and let you know I'm not promoting drinking wine today. Jesus was not promoting drinking wine either. If you study that word in the Greek in the Bible, you'll see there's a word there, several meanings that it could be, but one of the meanings is it's a pressed down grape that brings sweet red juice. Instead of drinking some water that they had there that was probably not sanitary, there was some sweet red juice there at the wedding for them to drink because of what Jesus did at that wedding. So this is a story that's packed full of truth that will help us today to experience the supernatural power of God in our life. How many of y'all want to experience the supernatural power of God in your life? I know we all do. Many of us have showed up today and we need the supernatural power of God at work in our life today. Many of you have showed up today and you need a change in your life. The title of my message is Jesus Changes Everything. Jesus Changes Everything. And some of us that have showed up today, we have some things in our life that need to be changed. Maybe some big things, maybe some small things. And most of us have been praying and seeking the Lord. And, and there's going to be a day here real soon. I've been saying it, but I, I got to have liberty from people to, to release some things. But God has already been answering prayer. And he's already working and he wants to work today in your life. But here's what I want to talk to you about today. We know how to pray. We know how to go to the Lord and cry out. But here's what we want to learn today. is how can we have our prayers answered How can we have our prayers answered? There's a few simple truths from this story today that we can apply to our life knowing that Jesus will change everything. And it's found in John chapter 2. You can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. I'll have it on the screen. And this is the Apostle John that is writing the Gospel of John. If you studied uh, John, you know he was a fisherman. God can use fishermen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fishermen can actually tell the truth. Hallelujah. A few of them can. John was a fisherman. It says that uh, he was the son of Zebedee. He had a brother named James. If you look in the scriptures, you'll know that they, they had a nickname, the Sons of Thunder. That's awesome. The Sons of Thunder. James and John. And John was one of those brothers and we know that God uh, considered him to be part of his inner circle. He was referred to as the, the beloved disciple. Uh, this upcoming week, when you begin reading in Revelation, that's going to be John, the revelator, writing to you as he was held as a, a prisoner on an island. So you're going to uh, encounter John a lot this, this week coming up. So, but the Gospel of John, he's writing here and he's sharing this miracle. The only one recorded in uh, this Gospel, not in Mark, not in Matthew, Uh, Not in Luke, but only in John. And here it is. I'm going to read it to you. It says, On the third day a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, that's Mary, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Say invited. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. And Jesus said, Dear woman, why do you involve me? Uh, Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. So nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing. They didn't have plumbing back then like we have today. They kept water in these jars. And these were used for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. 
And then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. And then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This is the first of his miraculous signs. Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory. Say glory. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. Let us pray. Father, again, thank you for your word today. God, I just thank you, Lord, that your word is truth. God, your word, God, will just pierce our hearts today and open us up, Lord, to just transform us and change us. It's a supernatural thing that happens, and we're believing you to do it right now, all for your glory. God, we pray, Lord, just a powerful anointing upon our time over these next few minutes and believe, Holy Spirit, that you would just take control over everything. We invite you in right now, Lord, to just uh, move and accomplish your purpose and plan in any way you say, see fit, God. And we ask it all for your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. This, this miracle here that I've read to you, the very first miracle that Jesus performed, is recorded by John to remind us that Jesus can change things. He can change things. He can change water into wine. He can change the natural into the supernatural. Aren't you grateful for that? Whether you realize it or not, you're a follower of Jesus Christ. You're part of what is known as Christianity. Christianity in itself is supernatural. I mean, think about it for a minute. The, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's supernatural. Jesus' death on the cross, when, when he hung on the cross, perfect. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This thing about our sins being removed off of us and being placed on Jesus, that he would take our sins for us, friend, that's supernatural. That is something that takes place that is supernatural. The death of the, and the burial of Jesus Christ and how he removes our sins and forgives us of our sins is supernatural. And then they laid him in, a, in an empty, they laid him in a grave and, and three days later he was raised back to life. That's supernatural. Aren't you grateful that he, ra he was raised back to life? He conquered death and hell in the grave. And because he lives, we can live too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And then it says in the Bible that then after his resurrection, he ascended into heaven. He didn't need nothing to propel him up there. It was the supernatural power of God. He ascended to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father so he can make intercession and pray for you and me. Hallelujah for that. Jesus is praying for you today. And then the Bible says he's coming back again. He's coming back again. Listen, he's not going to need no zip line like you see a lot of these people do. He's not going to need any assistance. He's going to come back to earth in his supernatural power, King of kings, Lord of lords, to rule and reign. Hallelujah. He's coming back in a supernatural way. And then you think about all the miracles that he did here when he walked this earth. Everything he did was supernatural. Friend, listen to me this morning. Please get this. That Jesus changes things from the natural to the supernatural. He can change everything. No matter what you're going through today. Hallelujah. 
No matter what you're facing in your life today, no matter the battles and the struggles, Jesus can change everything. And we have that desire in our life today to want to experience the supernatural power and the glory of God in our life. We all have that desire. And the way that we encounter that uh, power from God and that glory from God is found in some keys that we can pull from in this story. How many of y'all want your prayers answered today? Can I get an amen? The first thing that we need to do if we're going to experience the supernatural power and glory of God in our life, the first thing we need to do if Jesus is going to change everything in our life today is we have to invite Jesus into our life. I know it sounds simple, friend, but first things first, you have to make sure that Jesus is in your life. Have you invited Jesus into your life today to be your Lord and Savior? That is the very first thing that you have to do. In John, here in this story, in verse 2, it says that Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Now, we don't know whose wedding it was. It might have been uh, some family. It might have been some close friends because uh, Jesus' mother Mary was there. We don't really know what her role was at the wedding. She might have been responsible for some of the, uh, the uh, supplies. And, and we don't know exactly why they were there. But we do know that Jesus was invited to the wedding. And the only way that the water could be turned into wine, the only way there could be a miracle in this wedding was Jesus had to be there. He had to be there, friend. And I want to tell you this morning, when you invite Jesus in and when you invite Jesus into your problem, I promise you, listen to me, I promise you 100%, you can take it to the bank. When you invite him into your life and invite him into your situation, he will show up. He will show up. How many of you know that to be true today? He will show up. And he shows up because... He loves you. He shows up because he's concerned about you. Here's an event going on, a wedding, and Jesus is involved in some of the small details of this wedding. And that just tells me that Jesus wants to be involved in every aspect, every detail, the big things, the small things. Jesus wants to be involved in your life, but it all hinges on, will you invite him in? Will you invite him in? Because Jesus is not going to force his way in. He is a gentleman and he is going to come by invitation. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. That's an invitation from you to Jesus to come into my life. I'm calling on you, Lord. Come in and save me. It's an invitation. Revelation 3, 20 Jesus says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. You have to open the door. Friend, you have to uh, invite Jesus to come into your life. He's not going to force his way in. You have to open the door and say, come into my life. Come into my situation. Come into my problem. I'm inviting you now, Jesus. And he says, I will come. Oh, man. This morning as we gathered for prayer in the prayer room back here at 830, just a, a wonderful group of prayer warriors, and, and I don't even see him now, Brother Neil Swenson, he, he started praying, and, and the very first thing he said is, is Lord, we, we invite you into our services today. 
We, we invite you in, and that's what we want. We invite him into this service. We invite him into the 11 o'clock service. We invite him over there where the kids are. We invite him over here where the babies are. We invite him to go into the hospitals, to the houses of shut-ins. We invite the Lord in because we know he will show up. And when he shows up, we can experience the power and the glory of God in our life. And that's what we all want is the supernatural power of God. Let me just tell you, friend, this morning, I know this is so simple. But if you're going to have your prayers answered, if you want things to change in your life, it's going to begin by you inviting Jesus in. You, you need peace in your life today? Invite Jesus in. You, you need some joy in your life today? In, invite Jesus in. You, you, need, you need God to give you some uh, power where you've been weak and you've been weary? Invite Jesus in. You're about to, to launch off and make a decision that could impact your life forever and you need some wisdom and you need some direction in your life? Invite Jesus in. Maybe you're going, maybe you showed up today and, and, and there's some kind of hurt and habit and hang up that you've been bound by and you need deliverance from this thing. It's about to pull you down and destroy your life. Friend, invite Jesus in. Maybe things are a mess at your home today, in your relationships. I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. If you invite Jesus in, he'll change it and turn it around. Hallelujah. Maybe things are a mess at your work. Invite Jesus in. Maybe things are a mess at school or wherever you're at, friend. I want to just tell you today, invite Jesus in there, and I promise you, he will change everything. Aren't you grateful that he changes everything? And when I say you invite Jesus in, that means that you release it from yourself and you give Jesus control over everything in your life. Now that's the problem for some of us that are known to be control freaks. How many control freaks do we have in the house today? See, we want to, we want to stay in the driver's seat and we want to keep driving the car and we want to run things and we want to uh, try to fix things and we want to try to work things out. But if you're like me, most of the time you run the car right back in the ditch. Or either you crash and you burn. Because we get so antsy and we're not patient enough to wait on God. We want to get involved and we think that we can work it out. We think we can do something about it. And usually what happens is it all blows up and gets a whole lot worse. Or either you get weary and get tired because no results are happening, nothing's going on, and you get frustrated and you begin to burn out. Let me tell you something, friend. This word is for somebody today who's always trying to run things, fix things, or control things. Today, in the name of Jesus, you got to let it go and give it all over to God so God can change it for you. Hallelujah. Come on. Let Jesus be Lord of all. Let him run everything because when he's invited in, he can change everything. Invite him in. Invite him in. Invite him in. Invite him into your marriage. Invite him in. Invite him in as you raise those kids. Invite him in at work. Invite him in everywhere so he can be Lord of all and he can help you and he can begin to change things. And the second thing you need to do so you can experience the power of God is to tell Jesus what you need. Tell him what you need. Now, I know that sounds simple, but how many times are, are we guilty of telling everybody else what we need? Or how many times are we guilty about grumbling and complaining and we never go to Jesus and say, Jesus, this is what I need. God, help us to share the need 
Mary said that the need is, Jesus, we have no more wine. The water, the, the wine's run out. It's gone. It's depleted. We've run out. And she shared the need, and she shared the problem. She shared the trouble that she was going through. Do you realize that in that day, that a wedding in, in that setting in that day lasted about a week? Thank God a wedding don't last a week now. Woo! Hallelujah. It would last about a week. And, and did you know that if you ran out of any supplies during that week, that uh, it was considered to be a, a social disaster and it would bring shame and bring embarrassment on the family that was putting together this big wedding celebration. So this was a big deal. This was a big deal. They had run out of supplies and now shame and embarrassment was going to come upon this family. And it just reminds me sometimes, friends, we can plan some things in our life. We can plan some things in our life that we think they should go one way, but guess what? When we plan them, sometimes the unexpected happens. Can I get an amen? They ran out of wine. Now, I'll tell you something. I have officiated a lot of weddings, and they've been some beautiful weddings, but I have not officiated one wedding yet that was perfect. Something always unexpected happens. I was doing a wedding just a few weeks ago. And we were all there getting ready for the wedding and getting prepared for the ceremony. And I looked over there at the wedding cake and that thing started looking like the Leaning Tower of Pisa there. And all of a sudden, right before the wedding got started, it's like everything, the attention left everybody in the wedding party and went right straight to the cake. The wedding cake collapsed right before the wedding. No joke. Now, if it had been me there and I'm the groom, I'd have been like, this might be a sign now. I got to go. I'm going to write a book one day on weddings. When your wedding cake collapses is going to be the title of it. But you know what it reminded me of? That sometimes, sometimes we can plan and plan and plan, but the unexpected is going to come. That, that, that's life, friend. Listen to me. That, that is life. We, we plan things in our life, and then we expect things to play out a certain way, but we all know that sometimes the unexpected happens. I was thinking yesterday about that funeral for Mr. Gene Sasser. I mean, a family that has been married, they were married for 52 years, and I can only imagine the, the dreams they had of, of uh, growing old and going into the golden years together and all those grandkids all around them. And, and she didn't expect that Alzheimer's would hit him and then he, she would be a caretaker for him for, for three years as he laid in a bed. No, nobody thinks that's going to happen to them. It's just those things that all of a sudden come upon you, troubles that come to you. Maybe, maybe a child or a spouse that, you know, you just have so many dreams for them and then you, you find out that one of them has a tumor or, or somebody has cancer or, or maybe when you're, you're planning your life out and all of a sudden, friend, just suddenly an unexpected tragedy removes somebody you love and care for so much. You see, sometimes, friend, listen to me, sometimes life, it doesn't go the way we planned it. And we encounter all kinds of trials and we encounter all kinds of tribulations as we journey through life. But what do we do? What, what do we do when these things happen? What do we do when life gets flipped upside down? I'm going to tell you what we need to do. We need to invite Jesus in and we need to tell him what our need is. Invite him into your life when you're going through those things and tell him what you need. Whatever your problem is today, give it to Jesus. 
Come on, friend, whatever you're going through today, give it to Jesus. Tell him what you need. Don't, don't worry about telling everybody else. You need to tell Jesus what you need. Do, do you have fear in your life because you're uncertain about the future? Tell Jesus. Are you stressed out and you feel like because of the pressures of the world that you're about to blow a gasket or have a nervous breakdown? Friend, tell Jesus. Are you, are you lacking peace in your life? Tell Jesus. Are you lacking provision and you need some help to, uh, so you don't lose your house or lose your car? Tell Jesus. Whatever you need in your life, friend, listen to me. Whatever it is that you stand in need of today, you need to go and tell Jesus. Because the Bible tells me that if we will call to him, he will answer. The Bible says in a verse that we read this week in James, it says, you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Well, I wonder, just, man, how would it feel if you got to heaven and realized that some of your prayers were never answered because you never asked God? You, you never went to God with what you're going through. And Mary, she shared the need. And whatever you need from God today, you need to share it with him. Well, what do you need, God? Well, what are some of the needs in your life today? Do you need to be saved? Do you need to be delivered from a habit? Do you, do you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you need healing in your body today? Do you need a job? Do you need wisdom? Do you need strength? Do you need patience? Whatever you need, friend, I want to tell you, you need to tell Jesus. And we're going to take some time in just a few minutes around this altar. And we're going to invite Jesus in and we're going to tell him our needs. And we're going to watch him display his glory and his power over our life. Do y'all remember the story of the two blind men? The two blind men, Jesus asked them, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to Jesus, we want to see. They shared their need with Jesus. We want to see. You remember uh, Jairus and his daughter? Jesus, he went to Jesus and fell at Jesus' feet and pleaded with him that his daughter was about to die and he needed Jesus to come and heal her. He was sharing his need with God. He was sharing his need with Jesus, letting him know that his daughter was about to die. But what happened? Jesus showed up and he raised her back to life. Why? Because he cares about everything that you're going through in your life. The Bible says that for us to cast our cares upon him and he cares for us. He says that he'll meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Let me just tell you, friend, whatever it is that you're going through today, you got to give it to the Lord. you got to release it. you got to let go and give it to God today so he can change things in your life. And then the next thing you need to do is what Mary told the servants. She said, do whatever Jesus tells you to do. That's what I tell my boys at home. Whatever your mama said, do you do it? Mary said, tell those servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Listen, if you want your prayers to be answered, the answer may come by obeying God. And there was instant obedience in this, in this story here. Instant obedience. It didn't make sense to them. They were looking for, for, for wine, and Jesus is talking about getting the water jars, and sometimes God's ways don't make sense. But if God said, do it, friend, you need to go do it. And these servants, they got up, and they did exactly what Jesus asked. They obeyed God. It was instant obedience, doing something that did not make sense. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, 
that my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Aren't you grateful that his ways are different than our ways? I just want to tell you this morning, do whatever, do whatever Jesus tells you to do. He may be telling you this morning to do something that doesn't make sense to you. He may be telling you to go to that person where there's been conflict in the past. He may be telling you to go to that person and make an amends to them. That might be the key to unlocking the prayers in your life. He may be telling you to go and pray for a certain person. He may be telling you to go uh, help somebody that's going through a desperate time in their life. He may be telling you to go and share the gospel with somebody. Listen, I don't care what he's telling you to do, but whatever it is he's saying, you need to do what he says. And I'm talking to myself. It may not make sense, but if we will do it, we will see the power and the glory of God. You think it made sense to Joshua and the army marching around the walls of Jericho, singing and shouting and blowing horns? But guess what? The walls came down, hallelujah. Do you think it made sense when Jesus showed up at the grave of Lazarus, a man that's been dead for four days, and they tell him to, that Jesus says, roll that stone away. What are you talking about? He's going to stink. And when they rolled the stone away, guess what? A, a, a man that was dead came back to life and walked out of the grave. Hallelujah, friend. It may not make sense, but God will reveal his glory. Hallelujah. Do whatever he tells you. Because obedience will unlock that miracle in your life. Obedience will reveal the glory of God in your life. Obedience, friend. Obedience. Obedience. Look to your neighbor and say, obey God. Obey God. Because obedience could be the key to unlock your prayers. God may be speaking to you this morning about surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Obey God, friend. Obey God. Because that could be the key to everything changing in your life. And let me tell you, on the flip side of that, your disobedience could be the barrier that's blocking your prayers from being answered. What, what has God been saying to you? Who's God been putting on your heart? Is God doing some things in your life? And to you, it's like, Lord, this does not make sense at all. But could it be that God wants you to obey him so he can unlock some supernatural things in your own life? Obey God, friend. Obey the Lord. And finally, I will tell you, the last thing that we need to do to encounter the supernatural power of God is to praise him. To praise him for his glory like we were doing this morning. Even in the valleys and even on the mountaintops, we still shout hallelujah. We still shout thank you, Jesus. We praise him today because he changes things. Friend, I, I could stand up here all day. John said there's not enough books in the world to contain all the things that Jesus has done. And I could give you a good book right now, just what he's done in my life. Man, he's been good. And I praise him today. And the master of the banquet, I love what he said. He said, the best wine has been saved for last. That tells me that the best is yet to come. If you will keep trusting in Jesus, the best will come. Look, I know he's been good to you. He's been good to me over the years. But I'm telling you, friend, there's still more to experience from God. The best is yet to come. My wife and I, we were talking this past week of some things that God is doing in our life. And, and I can promise you right now, some of it makes no sense at all. But I can tell you that we're going to obey God. 
and we've seen God begin to do some things in our family and we were just uh, talking about how grateful we are and how blessed we are of how God is working and doing things in our life. Friend, that is wonderful, but guess what? He can still wants to do even more. He wants to do even more, friend. There's still more grace available to you. There's still more power available to you. There's still more glory for you to experience in your life. No matter what he did for you last year, no matter what he did for you last month, or what he did for you last week, the best is yet to come because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. Man, I'm grateful, friend. There's always more with Jesus. The best is yet to come. Listen, I know some of you, I, I know some of you have gone through some mess and you got some needs in your life today. But I want to tell you, friend, the best is yet to come. Keep trusting Jesus. Keep trusting Jesus. He can change things. He can take the natural and turn it into the supernatural. Don't become discouraged. Don't give up. You stay faithful to God and you keep obeying God every single day that you take steps of faith, following Jesus, obeying Jesus. And I promise you, friend, you're going to encounter the supernatural power of God in your life. And you won't be able to explain it. People are going to say, well, well, well how did that happen? God did it. It wasn't nothing any man worked up or any program worked up. It was the Lord working. Will you invite Jesus in today? Will you tell him what you need? Big or small, it doesn't matter to him. Will, will you, oh, hold on now. Grab the pew, grab the chair. Are you going to do whatever he tells you to do? And in the end, will you give him all the praise? So he'll be glorified. <laughs> no man, no preacher, no church, no denomination, but Jesus. Jesus be lifted high. So people can draw unto him. Listen, I'm, I'm getting ready to give an altar call here. And I know earlier we prayed for other people's needs, but I want to ask you this morning, may, maybe, there's a, maybe there's a desperate need in your family. Don't, don't get so out there with four or five things. Just think about one or two things right now. Maybe, there, maybe there's something going on in your family right now. Man, just... A few weeks ago, a mama there at the altar crying over a family that is just about to drive her crazy because of people that are living contrary to the word of God and running from God. There's some mamas in here like that this morning. There's some daddies in here, some grandparents like that right now. And your family just, you, there's a mess there and you want to just invite Jesus in and to meet that need. Maybe, maybe there's a need going on with your health. In your body, you can just invite Jesus in and tell him exactly what you need, friend. Maybe at work or at school, there's a situation going on. I don't know exactly what it is, but I can tell you right now, the Holy Spirit knows, and he's speaking to you right now. And he's revealing those needs in your life. And he wants to step in and he wants to do something, but he has to be invited. Will you, will you open the door this morning? Will you open the door? 
will you invite him in? Will you call on him and say, Jesus, I'm releasing it today. I'm not, I'm not taking control. I'm not going to try to run it. I'm not going to try to fix it. I'm going to give it to you. And I, and I know God is going to honor our prayer and he's going to show up. How many of you this morning, would you just by a show of hands, just, just one, one, one need in your life that you really need to invite God in on right now? Would you just lift that hand up right now? I, I have a need. I have a need. Man, if I could do it, I'd raise my hands, get my foot up. I mean, just, but I got a need right now, friend. I'm going to tell you what my need. My need is, like it always is, is family. It's family. It's family. Like many of you, it's family. But I'm not going to focus on them. I'm going to focus on what God can do. Would you stand with me, please? Here's what we're going to do. Listen. Pastor Kevin's going to lead us in a song. I'm going to pray in just a minute. But I want you to just take your need right now. And as an act of inviting Jesus in, I want you to step out from where you are right now. If you lifted your hand and you have a need, bring one need. Bring one need. Bring that one need to the altar right now. Please come. The altar's open. We're giving an altar call. Bring your need to the Lord. Bring your need to the Lord. Bring, it might be family. It might be friends. It might be your body and health-wise. Whatever it is, you bring that one need. Bring it to the Lord. Bring it to the Lord. Bring it to the Lord. We got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. Thank you for obeying God. Thank you for obeying God. Thank you for obeying God. There's still more coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe right there at your pew, in your chair, just kind of hold your hands out to the Lord right now and just say, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm inviting you in. This is, this is me opening up the door right now. I'm inviting you in. Hallelujah. Friend, listen. The first thing you have to do is just invite Jesus into your life right now. Invite him in. Just invite him in. That's what we want to pray right now. Just say, Lord, I'm inviting you in. I'm inviting you in. I'm inviting you in to my family right now, Lord. I'm inviting you in to my work. I'm inviting you in to my, my, my body right now, God, because I need healing. I'm inviting you in right now, Lord, because I need joy in my life. I'm inviting you in, Lord, because... I'm struggling with this thing, God. I'm inviting you in, Lord, because I'm lost and away from you and I've drifted away, God. I'm inviting you back into my life today. The door is open, God. The door is open for you to come into my life. Come in right now, Lord. Come in, Lord. We invite you, Lord. Well, we invite you to just come and be a part of our everyday life. Oh, come on, church. Just invite him right now. Just tell him he's invited. Tell him he's invited. He's invited. Say, you're invited, Lord. You're invited. And now let's just tell him our need. Let's tell him our need. Come on. He knows what it is before we ever even ask him, but he likes it when we tell him what we need. Tell him he loves you, friend. He loves you. Lord, I need you. I need you because of. I need you to show up and do. I need you, Lord, because I'm going through. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I'm telling you my need. I'm telling you, Lord, that I have family that's lost and they're, they're bound by these strongholds in their life, God. I need you to deliver them, God. I need you to open their eyes, open their heart. God, I, I need you, Lord, to give wisdom to my children and give wisdom to me as a parent, God. I need you, God, to step in, Lord, and help us as a family to make decisions that will, that will glorify you, God, in every way. 
I need you, Lord. I, I need you, Lord. My, my, my friend, God, he's sick and, and he, he needs healing. And God, there's, there's no way from what doctors say that anything can change. But Lord, you can change it, God, because you can change everything. Hallelujah. Lord, I, I got friends, Lord, right now that, Lord, they're, they're drinking and they're on heroin, God, and they're taking pills, God, and they're, they're, they're running, God, they're running, God, they're running away from you, God, and, and Lord, I don't know what to do, but I'm telling you my need right now, Lord, and I just believe you to step into their life, God, and just get their attention, God, and convict them, oh God, and, and draw them to you, Lord, and let them know that they're loved, God, they're loved, that you love them, oh God. Lord, I'm telling you my need right now, God. Lord, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, God. If you say go, I go. If you say stay and wait, I stay and wait, God. Whatever you say, God, I'm going to do it because I realize, God, that my obedience to you, God, is what can unlock the prayers in my life, God, the supernatural power of God in my life. God, right now, Lord, I'm just letting you know that I'm here to obey you. I'm here to obey you. I'm here to say yes to you, God. And Lord, through it all, God, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you, God. I'm going to praise you, and I'm going to give you all the glory. God, thank you for touching that loved one. Thank you for touching my friend. God, thank you for delivering them. Thank you for helping them. God, thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, I know, Lord, I'm going to praise you that you will reveal your glory, display your glory in this church, God. God, just answer prayer right now, God. Meet every need in the lives of your people right now in the name of Jesus. 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 God, heal, 